Hello everybody and welcome back to the Land of Vienna Sweet Podcast, episode 90. Joining me tonight, as ever, Mr Chris Manning. Hello Chris. Evening, you alright? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. Also on the show tonight is Mr Tom Jenkins. Hello Tom. Hello, well nice to speak to you mate. And you, and making his debut tonight is Mr James Jarvis. Hello James. Evening Will, how are you fella? Not too bad, thank you. And also joining us tonight is Mr Rob Latham and Mr Ian Firth. It's that point in time of the year where it is the end of season, free for all. So, as you can expect, it won't be the most organised of podcasts, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll just go as it go as it, um, as it takes us. So, um, from what I can gather, it's been about five months since the last podcast. Um, talk about inconsistency. Um, of that, Bolton Wanderers, extremely inconsistent. Any takers for who wants to comment on that first? Chris, what, is, what sort of a season has it been? To be honest with you, it, it's been one of those one of those seasons that, for all the all the wrong reasons, are probably remembered really, really fondly. You know, because you know, up until the eighty eighth minute of the final game of the season, it pretty much been a disaster from from start to finish. But ultimately, because of what happened from the eighty eighth minute onwards, I think it was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. I've got no uh, no look back with any particular desperate and sort of negativity. I just got to think that and hope that. Investment going forward, it actually comes to pass. Whether that does or whether it doesn't, it's down to dear old Ken and his negotiating skills. Um, but ultimately, I don't think last, last season, as we can now call it, it, was anything other than a success previously. And I'm sure we, we probably talked about it 12 months ago. To get in the league and finish one place above relegation is a success. And I don't care how we achieve that. No, I completely agree. Completely agree. Um, Tom? I don't think I've ever seen a Bolton Wanderers season which has been so contrasting to be honest with you I've, I've had some of the best mm-hmm. memories of, of football in my life and I've had some of the absolute worst like in the space of a week that that Burton Albion game is the worst performance I've ever seen in my entire life I came away from that not not feeling upset but more just sort of like, like a country bag and then you go to the Forest game and you have that ridiculous high when Alfie scores the ridiculous low when we go 2-1 down uh, when we got the equaliser, I didn't celebrate. I was probably the only person in the ground that was just sat there looking like this is cruel. <laughs> this is completely cruel. Dangle it in front of my face. And I take can tell away. you, I can tell you, you weren't the only one because I was exactly the same. But I mean, I've never seen anything like it. James, have you? I'm pretty sure I had at least three heart attacks watching that game. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, as soon as it went two one, I was just looking. I, I sit right next to me, grand, and I was just looking at him. It's like. How can we go out this way? It's just you can't you can't really phrase it how how much that's let you down, especially when you would we weren't even playing badly in that game. We were playing really well, and it just those two goals seem to come out of nowhere. But yeah, what well, just, <laughs> just incredible, isn't it? Really? I mean, I don't think anyone could have expected it really. I mean, even if you had the faintest hope that we might stay up, you certainly wouldn't have predicted it in that manner. Um, Rob, could you see it coming at all, or? No, I thought we were gone. I think um, I was probably the most pessimistic Bolton fan around for the last <laughs> few games of the season, I think. But um, definitely couldn't see us beating Forest. Definitely didn't think no. we were going to stay up, especially two minutes from time. Like, no, of course. I yeah. can't remember the last time Bolton have done that, ever. I can't watching. remember the last time we scored three goals in a game. Never mind. No, came back for them. no not <laughs> <can I. laughs> I think that was only the second time we'd done it all season. <laughs> yeah, Barnsley. Unbelievable. Ian, how did it rate for you? Well, well, what can I say? I've been watching football a, a long time. 
And uh, the only other game that I can think of in, in, in all that time I've been watching Bolton is, is the Reading playoff match. But, mm. but even with that one, um, you had extra time and it, and it was, you know, it was spread over the whole game. With, with this one, as, as one of the guys just said, I mean, it, it was a good game. Um, I, I must admit, I was fairly, like I, I usually am, fairly optimistic before the game started. But, uh, you know, the first half, it was nil-nil, but it was entertaining. It, you know, it was, it was quite enjoyable. Um, but then when when uh, we scored, when Alf got that first one, I, I, I don't know. I, I just had a feeling that they were going to go down the other end and score. And, and sure enough, that's what happened. And then they got the second. And, and then all the cynicism just sort of, you know, came in. This, you thought, well, here we go. We don't even, you know, we don't deserve to lose this game. We're back down to League One. Accrington Stanley, as the, the Forest fans were um, uh, chanting towards us. Then, as, as somebody mentioned, you know, we had got that scuff shot in, and 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 I was exactly the same. I was thinking, well, you know, is this just a, a cruel goal just to get your hopes up? Mm-hmm. And then and, and then it was what you know is is it was just just an amazing goal as well, wasn't it? Really, it was probably everything that Parky dreamed of through the entire season. You know that the the, the long the low long ball out, sort of a, the, the beautiful flick on from uh, Henry. Nice crossing from um, Alf, and then, and I, I don't know about you, but with Wilbraham, I was absolutely convinced if if we'd had sixty games, he wouldn't have scored. But when he was going for that header, I just knew. I, I don't know what it was. I just knew he was going in, and and then, well, I mean, the, the feelings after that is is just it's indescribable, isn't it? Or indescribable? Uh, just just amazing, absolutely amazing. I know what you mean. It's just one of those moments where you know it, you'd still got to relive it, even. You know, I've heard people compare it to the Aguero moment and so on. I mean, that's definitely our Aguero moment, but, you know, whether or not yeah. you, you go as yeah. And of all people, sure. Aaron Wilbram as well. It felt like the script was written to him oh, because know. most know, of the fans were absolutely <laughs> slating him when his name was on the team sheet. I was one of them. <laughs> My dad threatened to drive home. Threatened to drive home, throw him on the team sheet. He'd driven two hours up to come and watch the game and he was, got, he was gone at that point. He said he was not <laughs> Does anybody I care think... to argue against the fact that that's probably the greatest moment in the club's history? I don't think even winning leagues and cups for the, 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 uh, the sort of transition between despair and, and elation. I can't think of any moment that beats that in my 25 years ago. I don't know if anybody can, uh, can disagree or not. Recently, I, I agree yeah. entirely. Yeah, I, I think just I don't know if anybody had just took a quick gander around at the rest of the crowd. I mean, I, I was physically shaking when that when that whistle went, and yeah, just looking round and just seeing all these people, you know, of all ages in tears and, and stuff like that. It's it just sort of brings it home what it what it actually means to you, you know, when you get all the cynicism and and all that kind yeah. of stuff out of the way. It's it was just just incredible. There's lots of people, lots of people left early. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm hoping the, they won't be listening. The they missed the pitch invasion. <laughs> yeah, but good, just to follow up on what you were saying, Ian, um, about the Forest fans, do you think we have something to thank them for? Um, obviously, we, we cut their allocation in half, I believe, um, prior to the game. Um, they weren't exactly the most appreciative of us, but um, obviously the, the team did us a huge favour. Would you say there's any hard feelings there or... You know, not for me, not at, not at all. No, I, I, I mean, I tuned him out really. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, it's that's football, isn't it? If, if a team's dying on its ass, the the opposition fans are always going to take the mickey. It's, it's just we were exactly the same, Ian. Exactly, we were yeah. exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what I will say is, that I did take a quick peek up when I was running on the pitch, and and to be fair to them, they were all stood up and applauding, or at least most of them were. So you know, like anybody really. Um, mm-hmm. 
once you see a, a team turn it around like that, it, 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 just just my opinion. Um, mm. I, I thought they were, you know, they were fine. To be fair, there was a moment. I really enjoyed the, the day. If you don't, sorry, I, I really enjoyed the day when uh, Birmingham did the same to us a couple of years ago mm. when they was, they survived on the final day. I, I thoroughly enjoyed their celebration. That's a good point, that. Yeah, I've forgotten all about yeah. that. It was good. Um, I think there was a brief moment on the pitch where you know everyone suddenly turned towards the Forest fans as if you know they were our arch enemies, and I, to an extent, I could I could you know understand it, but I, I was just thinking we have a lot to thank them for, really, and you know as as much as they couldn't necessarily take it the best, um, you know it was a bit of a weird one that. But um, speaking of celebration, I've got to say, Will, sorry to interrupt, but go for I, it. It, it, I, I was complete, completely of a differing opinion. I completely understand where, where you're coming from, in and Chris. I, I just the, the the way that they were they were taking the mick. I, I it what it wasn't for me. I'm not I'm not about that that, that kind that kind of behaviour. And I've said as much on, on Twitter and to, to anyone who will listen to me. But I just my, my dad and I we were in the top tier, so we were not going to be part of the pitch invasion. So the moment the final whistle blew, we were straight out of that stadium outside and having a bit of fun with the Forest fans because we were parked in the in the hotel car park. <laughs> so uh, that, that 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 was my big enjoyment from the day to be able to you know rub it in their faces when they tried to rub it in ours. Brilliant. Well, speaking of celebrations, um, there was one particular who well took it further than pretty much everyone, David Weeter. Now then, what do we have to say on this one? I mean, I wrote an article on it. Just you know, applauding it really. I mean, I I, I questioned it at first, but I just you know, it, it's laughable, isn't it? Really, and I'm I'm glad he, he enjoyed it all. But um, you know, does anyone have an opinion on that as to you know how how that how you know just openly hilarious that was? I, it just I, yeah, I, I, I start off being a bit cynical about these things because I, I initially when the, the, the sort of initial elation broke down you know, in its component parts yeah we're, we're celebrating surviving by the absolute skin of our teeth on the final day so should we really be that elated about it but then again ultimately you know god damn it the, 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 the circumstances of survival did you know they lend themselves to just getting pissed 24-7 so you know that side of me just soon got to, got put down to one side and just let him enjoy himself. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was. It was indeed. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, you know, we, we had the the Wilbraham tattoo doing the rounds on Twitter. Um, I'm not sure anyone can quite agree with that or go to the extent of that. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. Tattoo, though, to be fair. <laughs> it was. Dave T did a very good job of it. I must admit. Um, I, I know. I know him quite well, Mark. Um, I was just. I did say to him. I said to him. I bumped into him on the pitch on the day, and he was telling me about it. Obviously, not having. Twitter, I didn't know what, what he'd put. Uh, and I just said to him, look, why on earth would you actually go ahead with it? You know, I know a lot of people say, oh, yeah, yeah, you have to go ahead with it. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't have to go ahead with it. And fair, you know, fair, fair enough to me, did it, but Christ, if that, if that were me, I, you wouldn't see me doing that. Well, no, just, you know. Well, no, I must admit, I agree. Yeah, so thinking um, on to next season and, and in the midst of that, um, if we're seeing retain lists, I think that's due out this week. Um, obviously, we've got the lone players: um, Zach Clough, Reese Burke, Tyler Walker, uh, Anthony Robinson, and if anyone can remember him, Harry Charlesley. Um, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, show, show some respect, lads. Show some respect. He was fantastic <laughs> against Brighton that one time. Uh, I, I, won't go, <laughs> I won't go too into detail um, on most of those, particularly Walker and Charlesley. But um, does anyone? You know, having to say on the Clough Burke scenarios, I mean, I know Robin Robinson's a, a, almost a certainty to come back, but um, you know, Clough's a, Clough's been a disappointing one, hasn't he? Really? 
I think the circumstances have, have dictated that Clough's not been a success. We couldn't we couldn't throw a half, half fit playmaker in the situation where what we needed to be both secure at the back and in midfield, and we never really created that much. So I feel really bad for Clough because obviously he engineered the move back largely himself. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so if we'd have maybe in, been in Forest situation, you know, been safe with a few games to go, then perhaps he would have been able to play himself into a bit of form. But yeah, ultimately, I think that that ship's probably sailed now for long term. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? Really, He's, mm-hmm. I agree with you, Chris. There, I, th- I think um, Clough was just a victim of circumstance, wasn't he? In, in fairness, yeah, definitely. Rob, we've I not heard much from. Oh, sorry, sorry, go on, James. Yeah, yeah sorry about that. Um, I think it's also partially his own fault, though, because Zach Clough, he didn't really f- fight his own way into the Forest team. He never really bulked up a bit from his last spell. He can get away with that in League One, but in a more physical and demanding league like Championship, he has done it in there before, but that was under the more passing styles of like Neil Lennon and that. In a more physically-based parky team, he was never really going to get his chance unless he became, like, grew six feet like Sammy Hobby or something. Uh, yeah, does anybody know he was getting on with his injuries? Because that, that was something that plagued him a little bit at Bolton. I mean, I, I must admit, I've not followed him at Forest, so I, I don't know uh, what his situation was, was there, whether he just got dropped or whether, you know, the niggling injuries had just sort of pushed him out of contention. I'm not they sure. Played a few, they, they, they played him in a couple of different positions, from what I understand. Yeah. I worked with, with a Forest fan, and he was saying he couldn't really make their mind up whether he was a, a number 10 or a, a, for, you know, a centre-forward, so to speak. Um, and I guess in his time in Bolton, we never really work that one out either I also don't think they necessarily played you know with him even able to play on the left of a three like he often did in his first spell at Wanderers so yeah mm. I think it all comes back to him being a victim of circumstance unfortunately especially when you consider that the manager at Forest who brought him in was out the door within a couple of days of him being mm. signed mm. He's, he's, yeah. not, he's not exactly speaking, any fortune with that has he speaking of which um, we had a quote from Isaac Kronka this week um, about Clough and Walker's time at, at Bolton, just saying if if they couldn't play at Bolton, then how how could they possibly play there? Um, I oh, think that, that, that's very, that. that's very rich of that Forest team, doesn't it? Oh, <laughs> that, 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 that one that finished a, a, a massive four places above us. Um, but yeah, another one. Um, Rob, we haven't heard much of you. What's your take on Clough? I agree with Chris. Actually, I think all his time at Bolton, I kind of struggled to see where what his actual position was. So. I think coming into a team that's struggling didn't really help when you're looking at playing a big bloke up front and then if LaFondra is going to play up front, then you can't play Clough in that team with him. Um, so I think of the, of the players we've had on loan, I think obviously Robinson, would love to have him back, but I imagine he's going back to Everton. Mm-hmm. I think Reese Burke showed in glimpses that he could do it if given a chance, but um, We'll see. I think there's been talk of him going to Rangers with Steven Gerrard, isn't there? Mm. In the last couple of weeks. Yeah, so. that's been doing the rounds as well. So um, I, I was going to say Burke's the only, only other loony I was going to touch on, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't see him actually coming back, to be honest. I, I mean, not see it, You know, he had a first good initial spell, but um, you know, in the second half of the season, for me, he did nothing to prove You know, he's, he's worthy of a starting place next season. But um, yeah, good uh, luck to him. No, I wanted uh, Josh Cullen back more out of the West Ham boys. <laughs> I mean, they did do no, much for like a long time, time ago. Yeah, I never, I never, never saw him have a particularly good game. I'll be honest. But, yeah. uh, then again, did at that time we were, we were, game. yeah, we were struggling massively at the time. So it was never, it was never really the ideal yeah. situation for a young kid. That I mean, I think it showed that Carl Henry became the answer yeah. in the first half, mm-hmm. the first half of the season. So you know, we know what type of player he is, and so it's only ever going to be to the benefit of one particular situation. Yeah, of course. I mean, th- that that's just. You know, I think Cullen was a victim of, 
you know, the Bradford fans saying that, you know, you're so lucky to have him and all this, you know, they couldn't be happy for us and, yeah, it just didn't work out for him at all, so, um, yeah, funny one that, but, um, yeah, as for the rest of the retain list, I think it's, if I'm not mistaken, 22 players out of contract, um, mm. we should hear the fu- on the futures of them by the end of this week, um, Laz, can you think of any in particular which you'd like to keep and any which you'd uh, specifically try to get rid of? Like to well, get rid of. If I don't mind being being mis- being a bit controversial to start out, I think there's a fair argument for letting most of them go if yeah. we're being brutal. But you know, also the re- the reality of the situation is if if they're cheap enough, they'll probably stay mm. for the most part. Um, so yeah, it's just a matter of waiting now to see what Ken comes up with between him and Parky. But I'd like to see the, cent- the, the central defenders sort of revamped a little bit, um, but. Ultimately, you know, we, we survived, and, and perhaps that's us just being a bit picky. We know in the past if we've made changes for the changes' sake, it's not always worked. So again, perhaps we should be careful what we wish for. Wheat is a, a very particular one. Would you say he's, he's deserved of another one just, just because of his, you know, just the legendary status he's almost gained as a result of the end of last season? Um, is, yeah, is he I worth think, another crack? I, for me, for for me, no. But that's only for, for I don't think I think he's getting slower, and I think mm. that the championship's getting faster. But uh, I can I, I totally see where you're coming from. Mm. If you had a choice between Wheater and Beavers, who would you keep? Based on form this season, Wheater for me. Different cheeks in the same ass. Those two. It's a shame with <laughs> Beavers. I mean, he had a fantastic season, obviously in League One, but um, obviously found his standard with that one. But um, yeah, yeah Wheater, he's, got, he's got a knack of getting his body in the way of shots. He's got a knack of. You know, when we need him to step up and be, you know, the rock at the back, he's been able to do it. I remember a lot of performances this season where he's been back to the wall, been trying to defend a one-nil lead, and David Weeds has thrown his body uh, in the way of everything to keep us in that lead. And I just think that kind of attitude you can't buy, especially someone who seems to care a lot about the club. I, I agree totally. I think the, the two things that I mean, I agree with what Chris says, but the two things I like about Weeter is he seems to be in the right place at the right time all of the time. And and when he doesn't seem to panic like um, Devitt and, and Beavers does, you know, with, with the hoof ball. If, if he has to kick it into Rosehead, he does do, but he, he does seem to have the ability to at least try and, and, and pass it to another teammate. Um, mm. I, yeah. Yeah, I think to, to, quali- to qualify further a little bit, what I said before, I think we've seen in the in the league this season, and I'm not saying that he's on the same sort of standard, but the likes of Terry can compensate for the lack of pace by using their experience, and I think Weeter does that most definitely. Um, you know, I think his, his lack of pace has been obvious since he was 25. So as he starts, as he still approaches, as he approaches 35, he's. You know he's got to use his head more, so to speak. So yeah, I mean, I think him, him to stay would be the would be my my pick out of the two as well. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of faces I can see almost certainly. You know, on the way out, that is um, Chris Taylor. Thank oh, God. Thank God. <laughs> oh, that's that's upsetting. <laughs> and um, Stephen Darby, I think, will won't also be making. No, his, he, he signed on. No, he's got another year. We've got one more year. Yeah. No, flipping heck. <laughs> you think there's anyone that will buy him? <laughs> Well, you never know. Yeah, it could be next season's Chris Taylor, couldn't he, Steve Darby? He will. Yeah. But um, De- Derek, what are your thoughts on him? Gone. gone. I think gone, he's gone. Yeah. Mm, I, think I, he's I like Derek. I, li- I like him. I-, I think. I think he's another one that, uh, if he's cheap enough, I think he'll do as a backup because he can play more than one position. I mean, not not particularly well, but he can play more than one position. Yeah, of course. Um, keepers. I think he's been very unlucky, Derek. I've always liked him when I've seen him in defensive midfield. He, he is. He is what he is, and. Uh, 
and obviously, you know, we know from experience at this club, we've had Iero, we've had Campo, we know that central defenders from Spain don't really work in this country and you have to convert them to defensive midfielders. So that was an obvious change that was going to happen. And I, I, I don't think he's done that badly. But it depends on whether or not you've got more cost-effective and perhaps you know more championship-suited players available. I think for me, the, th- the thing with Derek is uh, I mean, it's just my, my view is that Parky doesn't rate him. I, I just get that. Uh, no, uh, I, agree you know. I agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> if you looked at the team selections, you could make a case for Parky not rating any of our players. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Beavers. Yeah, because he, he, tend, he, tend, he tends to rotate that much. I mean, we know, which is obviously not a bad thing as we survived, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, an interesting but one. No, I, I, I don't see Derek staying myself. My, my problem with Derek is that um, though we have seen like glimpses of his potential, he always seems to just show it in like one in every five or six games or so. Most of the time, he just seems to either play just extremely average or just below average, and you can't really compensate for that kind of play. You need to be on form more often than not, and he just doesn't show it for me. Does that yeah, sounds like Amiobi about Amiobi's, Amiobi's uh, season review as well? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Rob, um, Rob, Rob, I bet Rob's got a few opinions on Amiobi's season. Go on, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I mean. He scored what? How many goals he scored this year? Three, four, four I think. Yeah. Four. He's, he's just a one-trick pony for me. He just cuts off the right, shoots. Most of the time doesn't score. I think he's got, what, one assist all year maybe as well? So, you yeah. look at that and like, what does he contribute? I and mean, he's the one outfall we have. I and mean, he's the one player who's unpredictable. But for me, that's not enough. Mm. Least, well, would you prefer to see that or would you prefer to see more of perhaps more consistent you know what you're going to get from the wingers like Noon and Buckley that's the thing uh, and, uh, and Chris um, Taylor as well don't forget you definitely know what you get from Chris Taylor um, <laughs> I quite like Noon um, not convinced about Buckley I think Buckley's wasted a load of chances mm. in some game but I think Noon given a run of games could be good I think he's a bit more direct and he's like a smaller version of Amiobi, I think. He's a bit of a one trick pony, but um mm. maybe a bit more qualified. <laughs> Another one who's been a bit of a waste, Jan Kirchhoff. Oh, that's that's a difficult one, that isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. If he can come back and get over that injury, then he could be really good signing next year. But yeah. just have to see what he what he can do and if you know Ken Ken's willing to you know, put up with him. But um yeah. Um keepers, Mark Howard and Ben Anik. Howard can go. Yeah, yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Oh, I keep Anik. I'll keep him, Anik. Yeah. Mm. Definitely Anik. Yeah, but player of the season, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and final one that I'll touch on, Mr. Darren Prattley. Is his time Ooh. up? Have we seen the last of him? Or will he go another season? There was something very final about the way that he went off in uh, the Forest game, wasn't there, with the with the standing ovation and you know this walk off, even though we were desperately chasing a goal, clapping the fans. I think he probably reckons his time's up. I don't know whether or not that's a good or a bad thing though, because I think he's still a useful footballer. I think that will rely on the fact that we can keep old Carl Henry, to be honest. Um... Yeah, I just think was a Parky favourite though. You know, Prattley and Beavers. I don't know whether they're the two that I would have thought have been top of Parky's retain list. Mm. I mean, yeah, for me. Well, Parky's yeah, retain list, though. Whether or not it's Ken's retain list, mm. we're going to need a we're going to need a fairly deep squad again. So I mean, even if even if he's not to be first choice anymore, even even Henry, I think there's a you know there's an argument either way about his age whether he can replicate that again. But again, I think it all comes down to finance, doesn't it? We wonder. It, it's been the case for the last sort of five or six years, and I think never never more so than this summer, yeah. one way or the other. It'll come down yeah. to finance for, for good or for bad. Yep. Um, 
think we've pretty much covered everything on the retain list. Um, all from, right, um, got one more. Philip, what about Philip Murray? Go on then, go for that one. What, what, what are we saying on him? I don't know. I'm unconvinced. I think. Nope. Uh, I'm not really sure where he plays these days. I think he's been used as a winger a little bit, been used as an attacking midfielder, which is a strange one. And there's a right back as well. So, Parky might I see that as a positive. Yeah, I, I, I certainly do, Rob. Yeah, I yeah. think it's. A, I think it's. A, it's a, 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 a versatility is very useful. Yeah, I think he'll stay. Yeah, I, I, I think he's. I think you nailed it there, Chris. To be honest with you, I think Murray's earned it really. Well, I wasn't too sure at the start of the season, but certainly later on, um, he, he was one of our better wingers, really. Of course. Talking of renewals, um, can we see Parky staying? I know Sunderland have been interested, um, and I know there was there was massive talk about whether or not he should continue, regardless of you know whether we went whether we stayed up or whether we went down. Um, do we have any opinions on this? Parker. I'm out. I'd love stay. him to stay. Yeah, same. So yeah. I think he's yeah. he's deserved he's deserved it. You know, he's a you probably could look at whatever his objectives will be at the start of each season and, and by hook or by crook he's achieved it. So, you know, who yeah. better to who yeah. better to, to carry on? I don't think anyone else at the moment would be a, an obvious choice. All the obvious choices are probably in work. <laughs> Sam Allardyce. <laughs> but there is the consistent argument as well that Parky deserves a fair crack for the whip with an actual budget Ken has been saying this season that there is actually going to be money to spend this transfer window whether that pans out we'll see but Parky in my opinion does deserve that the chance to actually spend money on players that he wants and see what squad he builds mm, I mean he's, he's done what's been asked hasn't he really he's, exactly. he's got us promoted he's, he's kept us up he's, I mean it must have been a hugely difficult situation to manage in you know uh, it's with the embargo and and having no money to spend and the championship being a, a different beast now but but he's done it you know he's made mistakes obviously but he, the simple fact is he's done it so for me um I'd, I'd, I'd love him to stay the the other thing with the Sunderland as well though wasn't he only fifth on fifth favorite something like that yeah I believe so yeah. um, my, my thing with Parky is the fact that Every time I think that he's made a ridiculous call or that he's got, he's done something that's really going to hurt us, for example, at Sheffield United, a sudden re- uh, reversion to, to three at the back, it comes off. We won the game. Um, towards the end of the season, it seemed like it was a bit of a lottery as to who he was putting in. And, you know, my, my faith wavered a little bit. But as he, as you say, and you, you can't argue with the two seasons that he's had that no, have been, absolutely. at the end of them, complete successes. And if you look at that as a results-based business, which football is, You've got to say that the man deserves to stay at the club. Mm, Tom, yeah, Tom, rather have a, rather uh, have a lucky manager than a good one. Just to come back to you on that, obviously there was the argument that you know, um, regardless of whether Will Bram had, had, had scored that, you know, it, some people don't think that that had changed Parky's tactics at all. Um, you know, I think some people are, are almost hoping to watch his, you know, burn and die. You know, but um, do, do you have a, a, an opinion on that as to whether or not you know that that's absolute rubbish or? You know whether it's really all been him that that's managed to keep us up, or was it Will Graham's doing individually? <laughs> it looked like an inspired tactic. I've got to say, having had complete and utter desolation when I saw the man's name on the team sheet come the Forest game, it looked like mm-hmm. a completely inspired tactic because he gave Forest the run around. They cannot defend crosses, and he was a big man, a target yeah. that they couldn't seem to cope with. I mean, obviously, it didn't look, we went to it was, it didn't look like the Aaron Wilbraham that we had seen all season. It was like a completely <laughs> different player. Yeah, we went from four two three one to four four two, I believe. Um, obviously, bringing Alphon for Prattley um, and Noon on for Maurice. Um, 
that was effectively a stroke of genius, I think. So, um, you know, you have to give Parky credit for that, I think. Um, one thing I think I'd have to touch on without, you know, I, I don't think we can go without it these days. Connor Hall, next season, can we see him breaking through? Um, I believe he's out, he's one of the ones out of contract, actually. Um, yeah. You know, what, what what's our opinions on the future of him? You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? I mean, it's been, it's kind of been a, a long series of Bolton youth strikers who've been talked about as being the next one to get into the team, like there's been Sam Izzade, Jamie Thomas. Um, I think Connor Hall, you can't really argue with the amount of goals he scored. It's just whether he really fits into that Parky team. You can't, mm. he doesn't look like a big lad, so... I mean, I felt sorry for him, you know, obviously yeah. being, being brought out of that cup final on the Friday and then being dragged supposedly into the first team for the Sunday and then not included. You know, I, I don't know what went on behind the scenes with that. And, no. you know, it's pro- probably not wise to comment on that. But, um, you know, it, it, it's just a bit questionable as to, as to what the inside opinion is on, on Hall. But um, I think yeah, everyone will agree that despite him being the typical Sam Azader of 2018, um, <laughs> you know, I think I think we'd like to, to see him given a, a go. Yeah, I find um, it weird that we like we have strikers who are scoring at youth level, and yet we we as a club we always think oh, but it's a massive step up to go and play in the first team. I'm like, mm. is it if you're if you're confident scoring goals, then it's not necessarily that big a step. It's all about being willing to get into the right places, and I think that's what Hall does. So yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him given a go personally. Well, for every Sam well, Zardio or Thomas, there was Zach Clough, and Zach yeah. was given his opportunity and was very exactly. very good. Having watched Hall play. He's not the tallest lad, but he's no. he's a he's very well built and he knows how to use any any kind of physical assets that he's got and he's got a bit of pace. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's a different thing in our forward line. We don't have a pacey striker. We don't actually, to my knowledge, have that much pace in the team as it is. I think mm-hmm. Robinson was probably the only player who I would say is genuinely quick. So that'd mm-hmm. be something that I'd look to be investing in over the summer. I think you could definitely say he's got. No, he's, is at a point where he's got nothing to lose? Would you agree with that, Ian? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, you bang on there. Really, I mean, he's. I mean, there was somebody saying he was uh, the same type of player as Alf, wasn't there? Um, mm. But to me, that, that that's not a bad thing, really. Yeah, um, I, I mean, we're going to need a couple of, uh, shall we say, more traditional strikers from the from the Parky point of view coming mm. in. Mm. But in regard to to Connor Hall, I, I would. Um, I'd, I'd, you know, if I mean, how old is he now anyway? Is he twenty-one, something like he's that? Twenty, so, I believe. Yeah. yeah. 20, so he's he, he needs to get his chance, doesn't he? Really. Yeah, but don't um, you think though that if 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 uh, this investment does come in, it's only going to push his chances further down the down the pecking order because you know we need to invest in in strikers because we've only got one or two, uh, and it, the, the third one in that list is an untested kid. Um, so you know if we. If we do invest, if we do get some money to spend, I, I should think that a, a, a decent centre forward, therefore blocking his chances even more, would be would be quite iron parky's to do with. Mm. Well, that's quite, quite probably too. right. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's difficult whether or not we decide to offer him a contract or not. Because obviously we're mm. now in a position of power where well, we can bargain because we're in the championship and we've got something to offer. But then if you suddenly tie him down, and as you say, Chris, we then bring in more strikers with possible investment that we may or may not get. Then how how do you then sell that to the kid? I think he's been messed about enough at this point yeah. with the selection. I think if he gets a contract sooner rather than later, then that might tell you which way the wind blows in terms of investment. Mm. Yeah. The thing is, we can always send him out on loan, can't we? Yeah. So he he got that, you know, maybe a season down in League One mm-hmm. uh, help the lad tremendously make this step up, um, to, you know, as, as as an option. And I don't think from a 
Um, you know, for, obviously we've got a limited budget. You know, even with the investment, he's, he's not going to cost the the club that much, is he? Really, is he? Obviously, just being a young lad. Um, so I, th- I think he's worth the risk, really. I think, in my view, I think realistically, if you're talking, you know, what once this re- retaining list gets released later this week, um, you know, if 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 Zach Clough was to be on that list, obviously he's not as a loony, but if he was, and Connor Hall was also challenging for, for that same place um, to stay. Um, you know, who would you realistically be more disappointed at seeing leave? I think everyone would have to say Connor Hall in, in this instance because, yeah. you know, Clough has not really done anything to deserve that. And I think in reality, as much as some people might, you know, not agree that Hall deserves a chance just yet or that it's unlikely, um, I think we'd be massively upset if, if it was a permanent departure. Yeah, um, I think it's a low-value risk. I think yeah. you sign him on for another year, it's not going to cost you much money. I think you look at, like, Tom Eves, for example, he was... Pretty crap at Bolton, but then yeah. he's gone into League One. He scored, I don't know how like twenty odd goals this year for mm. Gillingham, is it? So, I think there's an argument there for keeping him on on a pretty low contract. But, Definitely, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, we saw um, Parky kind of go against uh, playing Lafondre and Clough together. I picked up on that a couple of times, and you've just got to consider whether or not he he, he doesn't like playing with the two similar um, mm. styles, you know, and, and whether Hall seemingly offers the same as Clough in, in Parky's eyes, you know, that's possibly a reason why he hasn't been featuring. But um Do you know do you, sorry, do you not think that maybe though, uh, next season if if we can get a more um a speed, a quicker, shall we say, midfield that mm. Parky may be able to take a few more risks up front? I'm hoping so. Um mm. especially especially if we keep hold of Henry. Um I think he's gonna be a massive asset to us and I think a lot of people underestimated that when he came in. But in effect, he he saved our season, hasn't he? Really, and um, I'd much prefer him to be in there, you know, even over Prattley or with Prattley. Um, but you know, I, I think once we shore up the midfield, we can definitely go all out and attack. And whether that means you know we have to sacrifice Hall, I'm not sure, but I'm hoping that won't be the case. The thing with Henry was the fact that in the Forest game he looked fantastic. You know, that was the Henry that we had in yeah. the early season. But I think we can all probably agree here that up until that point from possibly February towards the end of the season it looked like his legs had gone yeah. it really did I mean the Burton game for example I mean Hope Akpan's not a good player and he he made him look like a National League footballer yeah. <laughs> tore him to pieces yeah James do you agree with that would you say Carl Henry's been quite the influence absolutely you just have to look at how he played alongside our, our own captain Prattley and how much he improved Prattley's game when he played alongside him that just shows the, the, the amount of experience and the amount of leadership and the amount of for lack of a better word shithousery that he brought to the team that, that just reinvigorated the entire side yeah I think you brought something to light there where Prattley almost needed Henry whereas Henry could quite is quite capable of doing that job on his own you know what I mean and that that's possibly a decider and whether or not you keep one of them, both of them, or neither of them. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd definitely take Henry over Prattley, and I'm, I'm sure most of you would agree with that. Um, but yeah. yeah, absolutely. It would certainly um, be cost effective, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Um, what else was I going to pick up on? Um, the only other thing that's emerged this week um, was that we did think that there was some form of a kit leak, didn't we? Um, I think <laughs> that that has been classified as a, a contact kit. Um, and dismissed but have you got any thoughts on the kits um, I'm glad they weren't the kits they were yeah. ugly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think sorry to whoever just one with the, the strike <laughs> yeah definitely a photoshop 
Is it the trad one that. that's uh, that I saw floating about? It is, yeah. Yeah, I don't no, want to red awake. I don't want to red awake it either. It's, it's too close to United for me. <laughs> Rob, uh, every our traditional away colours are red, my friend. Every single one, more or less, yeah, every it's single. It's true. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> we have some sort of, of element of red awake kit. Mm. It's, not red uh, it's just too the close. closest red away kit that I can remember was that fluorescent orange one that we had when Bexford was playing for it. Oh, that's horrible. I think the last one I remember was like a third kit that we had in like 2002 or 2003 or something. I can't remember. I think that's the last time I saw red on a bottom kit. Yeah, there's a red and blue stripes. Yeah, the Jew Fira one. They've had the, the yeah. sort of uh, red currenty type one as well from when an Elka was still playing for us. Oh, God, yeah, even, yeah. You know, right. even, even the badge has red on it, lad. So let's not, uh, let's not <laughs> pretend it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, At least we can all agree sure that the green one that we had for charity was the worst kit that we've ever oh. seen. So, <laughs> that are the, the, uh, the sports bra one from a few years ago. Oh dear! Oh, yeah, well. alone that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're usually one of the last to release our kits, so I doubt that that has, has any, you know, um, structure to it at all. And you know, it could be a long while, and I wouldn't be surprised if ours hasn't even been given a thought yet. Um, no. Yeah, so, we've still got Macron making our kits now, haven't we? We do. That's news, yeah. actually. So I believe that the stadium deal's been extended. Am I right in saying that? Um, or has that not been agreed yet? Is it the other I, way think it's, I know the, the kit, kit deal has, but I don't think the um, stadium names have been officially confirmed yet. I, it's looking mm. likely we might be changing stadium name at this point. Oh, I'm not I, sure if that's a good thing or a bad no, thing. No, I'm not either, to be honest, because you know when you consider the likes of Oldham, who've got the sportsdirect.com.net.whatever. <laughs> Um, if it means investment coming in, I'm quite happy it being called whatever the hell these Russian to, billionaires want it to be called. Just as long as Unless it's not it's the Cars Pasty Stadium. stadium. Mm. I, I hope it's not as stupid as some of the names that I've heard in the, America, like the Smoothie King Centre or whatever. Uh, you're talking you know, the, the, the home bargains arena. You won't be happy with that, will you? Not? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah Poundland. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, someone say that's a, that's an unofficial nickname anyway. I think Ian, as time goes on with. Uh, we'll all always know it as the Mac, as the Reebok anyway. Anyway, so uh, nearly got that wrong, didn't I? Yeah, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> The only other thing that I was going to say is you may or may not be aware, I'm not sure when his, when his uh, article is scheduled for, but we do have the return of Liam O'Meara. Um, his return to, I might have butchered his name, in which case apologies, Liam. Um, <laughs> I do owe him lunch as well. But um, yeah, he's returning to Line of Vienna, so be sure to um, give his articles a read once he, he starts getting back on that front um, and be sure to give him a warm welcome when he does. Um, the last thing which I was also going to mention is that there is a special guest set to be appearing on the podcast at some time soon. Um, I believe it was a competition winner um, and they will be contacted in due course um, as to when they can attend the podcast. Um, to me, I'm not sure that there's not any more to be said um, unless anyone, anyone wants to throw anything in now before we... Kind of I just goodbye. want to know if there's anyone that you'd want to sign for next season who might be go available. For go for that. Um, yeah, that, that's certainly a topic we can, we can go for. Um, I know we usually create a top five list of free agents and you know potential targets, but go on, James. Um, is there anyone you'd particularly like to see join us? Please don't um, say Medine. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes my only option. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any names specifically in mind, but um, we, the, the, the department I see that we definitely need strengthening the most is that midfield. That centre midfield is, for lack of a better word, 
I know this is ironic because we've been talking about how big Henry is, but it's but it's a weak midfield speaking. There's not really much variety in it. Mm. I, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but that but that centre midfield is a priority for me. We definitely need more creativity in that in that mm. in that joint. I'd I'd say that unless we're we're looking at the invest investments anytime soon, I think the uh, free agents will be you know a bit a big attraction at the minute. Um, I'm not sure who's on there, but. You know, I think there's quite a few big names um, who've been swinging around. So, um, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll we'll go in for a couple of them. But the only one who I can definitely say uh, will be a target is Chung Yong Lee. Does anyone have anything? Any thoughts on that as to whether it's it's the right time for him to come back or if he should come back even? If we're talking about wingers, there's a lad who played for Hull called Wilson on loan, who was on loan from Liverpool that did really well yeah. for them last season. Mm. I think he'd uh, he'd be an exciting signing. And Chungi, yeah, a, a nice. Uh, Emotionally satisfying one. Why not? A bit of creativity. At least yeah. he can play in a couple of different positions as well. Yeah, I'd love to have him back. I think he's about price range though. That's the only problem, isn't it? It's. Yeah. Um, but I'd, I'd love to see Chungi back. Yeah, we, we briefly touched on Amiobi and whether or not we think he's uh, worth investing. I think if we don't get him and we want some more unpredictable players, uh, certainly Ehren Ostomer said to Walsall that he doesn't want to play for them anymore. And I know there's been interest, supposed interest from Bolton before, and he's exactly the kind of player that I think. We, we should be looking at to try and have you know an attacking mm-hmm. midfielder, have, have someone with a bit of unpredictability. The other one that I was going to possibly venture to suggest would be Marcus Madison at Peterborough, who uh, I believe has been put on uh, on their transfer list because he's entered his last year of his contract. I mean, it would probably take I don't I don't know how much they probably would value him, maybe you know towards the million pound, two million pound mark. So obviously we would need investment to try and get him, but he's he's the kind of player that I'd be looking to try and get in our midfield. Yeah, I completely agree with that one, Tom. Um, Chris, I think there's a favourite of yours on there, actually. Um, Billy Bowden, am I right in saying? I think he's... Uh, uh, Billy Bowden, yeah, yeah. He was. I thought he was excellent when he when he played in uh, against us for Bristol Rovers. Um, yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? He's a goal-scoring midfielder. I don't think he took too well to the Championship with Preston, though, from, uh, from what little I've seen of him. But yeah, I mean, a, a younger, more able-bodied in midfield, able to get up and down, scored a few goals. Why not? Uh, I was going to say Neil Warnock, but maybe we might have to wait until Christmas for that one. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all know what's going to happen. Cardiff are going to be struggling in the Premier League, but won't play Gareth Medine, and therefore to pallet the fans, Ken is going to bring him back on loan like he did with Clough. You know it's going to happen. We we do, we do, we do. But (laughs) let's not, you know... <laughs> yeah. What about Jay Spearing then? Just throw that one in there. Oh, no. you know, I'd love to have him back, yeah. but I know he's not a particular popular choice. No, I agree with that completely. It's I don't think I don't think he did anything particularly revolutionary at Blackpool, so I'd be I'd be wary to say the least. We've yeah. already got one uh, aging midfield clogger that runs around kicking people. We don't need to <laughs> certainly divides opinion, but um, you know, for me, I think outside, arguably but... Henry was a more a, a more useful. Uh, and valuable defensive midfielder in six months than Spain was in three years. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, a brilliant investment, even though it didn't cost us anything, I think you'd have to say. Um, but yeah, unless there's anything else that's to be said, anyone else got anything to add? Nope. No, just, uh, yeah, just uh, thanks very much for having us back on, by the way. I know it's no been, a, been a long time. It's been good to have you back, Chris. Um, I'm sure we'll see you appear more than once. Um, and, you know, you're more than welcome to join us again. Um, Always free, thanks. No, no worries. Um, if that's all that's off today, then it's time to say goodbye. So, say goodbye, Tom. Goodbye, Tom. Goodbye, Rob. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> say goodbye, Chris. <laughs>
<laughs> goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Ian. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. <laughs> and goodbye, James. <laughs> goodbye, Ian. Oh, wet. <laughs> <laughs> Jambles, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> Take two. And from Can we start recording the whole thing again, lads? Oh. I'm not happy with the way I said goodbye then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see if this even makes it out because, yeah, I, I'm, I'm the new host of this, so we'll, we'll just see how this one goes. But, uh, Hopefully I'll make sense of it, but yeah. From me, and as previous host Dan would say, say la vie.